Welcome to another edition of the Vault Studio Fantasy. Oh, there we go. I'm playing my own music there. Uh, welcome to the Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs> How good is this? Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, my name is James Cooney, and I'm joined by a guy who uh, is making Mr. Bachelor tonight. It's Lewis Glover. Lewis, how are you? I, I apologize sincerely. The listeners, the audience apologize sincerely. So we'll get through this quickly so you can get back to watching your, well, your favorite now. television it's, show. It's, it's on right now. The Bachelor. Now. It's on right now, so I can't sort of... Well, you can just pause it. And you have like Foxtel I don't or have, something. I don't have Foxtel, mate. I'm not as rich well, as you. I'm going to need to find a new co-host. I don't... I won't record with, with poor people. This is this is a disgrace. That's fair. I am on the... Pe- I mean, I am on the doll. There, well, you know, understandable. So coming as rich as I, w- you. I wouldn't employ you either. You're a dog. I don't even know why I'm friends with you. I'm, not, I'm actually not even friends with you. <laughs> I don't even like you. Yeah. I don't know why James put us together. You suck. Anyway. I know. I know. Anyway. Anyway, here to talk about fantasy football, not about how much I hate you. So, Lewis, a lot of injuries this week. A lot. A lot of injuries. Again, like last week, for a league that's trying to make it safer to play football, it's uh, getting a lot harder to play football. Yeah, it really is. I mean... Week one, where obviously we we lost Big Dick Nick. Who else did we lose in week one? A lot of people. A lot of people. I can't even remember. There's been been so many. But week two, we've lost Big Ben. We've lost. We, uh, we, so we lost Drew Brees. We lost Deshaun. Drew Brees. Jackson, Drew Brees. That's it. Yeah. David and Joku, Cam Newton, Eli Manning. We lost. R.I.P. Pull pull one out for Eli because yeah, I mean. He may as well have been injured for the last three years, the way he's played. But you know, we we still lost Eli. It's a momentous day in the NFL. It's a momentous day in New England as well. It is. It is. Finally, finally, they're free. That week is it. Week six, you guys play them. Know what I mean? Oh. Ooh, you know, well, it's not in the playoffs though. It doesn't. You know, it's a di- different situation. That's fair. That's fair. When 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 Eli hits us in the playoffs, he comes hard. Mm. He comes prepared. Does he ever? Um, in week one, we also lost Tyreek Hill. We lost uh, Hunter Henry. Tevin Coleman. We should yeah, have lost Antonio Brown, lost but we didn't. Al- Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, we lost heaps of players in the Eagles. That, the Eagles are falling apart. That was that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> who else? Who wants someone to get injured? <laughs> I mean, Carson Wentz is half injured. He's always half injured, though. Nah, that's bullshit. He He's always fine. held together with tape. No, they chased him from concussion. He didn't have a concussion. He got, doesn't he, his ribs are all jacked up. He got hit a couple of times. Boo-hoo. He got over it. He wanted to play. He does want to play. I'm not questioning his toughness. I'm questioning the... Sounds uh, like you are. A the su- smartness a of Bowl, the play calling, getting, getting him champion, laid out constantly. A Super Bowl champion, Carson Wentz. <laughs> he does yeah, have a yeah, ring. Super Bowl, cha- he does Super have a Bowl ring. champion. He does. He does. He does have a ring. That's a very fair point. So does Kenyon Barner. So, you know... Super Bowl champion Kenyon Barner. Hmm. Get, who's that? Some fourth string running back. He played, exactly. for, he played for the Falcons and on the weekend. Did he? Yeah, he was the kick returner. He's still alive. Wow, he's that's impressive. Alive. Good yep. for you. Good for you, Kenyon. Yeah. Get your money. Absolutely. Get some paper. But anyway, we should uh, probably talk about these injuries and let's. Uh, we should. We should start off with the big one. Let's uh, let's go with Drew Brees. Gets injured, uh, torn a ligament in his thumb. Gets surgery. Yesterday, um, gave us a thumbs up on Instagram today. Should be out for the next six to eight weeks. What does this uh, mean for the New Orleans Saints offense and guys like Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas? I mean, it, it's a problem for the whole offense in terms of being productive and scoring points. Obviously, it's not a good situation to start for Teddy Bridgewater, the way, the way he came in, thrust into the game situation. But he didn't look great. He looked really rusty obviously he hasn't had much live action so that makes sense but you'd have to downgrade the entire offense i do think it's an upgrade for latavius murray a little bit i think it's an upgrade for kamara i think they try to lean on the run game even more now if they go with teddy bridgewater they have talked about Taysom hill getting involved as well and we could you know sean payton likes him his favorite son so we could see him getting involved maybe a timeshare at quarterback we just will really have to wait and see Michael Thomas should still have volume, but outside of those three three guys, I'm not really interested in anyone. Uh, on, on the Saints' offense, I've never been interested in Jared Cook this season. I think it's an even bigger downgrade for him. He's just not involved. 
Ted Ginn, obviously that wipes his volume or his his value away. Taysom Hill, I think, could be interesting in Superflex leagues because of that rushing floor that he could bring if he does get the majority of snaps, but you just have no confidence to start him. But in Superflex leagues, you should be adding him to your bench because if he does get that nod and is going to play 60 offensive snaps a game, there could be some value there fantasy-wise as a as a QB. Teddy Bridgewater, I'm less interested in if he's a starter. The weapons around him, you know, he might be able to get some games, some 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 points out of Alvin Kamara, dump offs and things like that in the receiving game. So, it, it really is wait and see. But you have to, you sort of have to downgrade the entire offense, but give a slight uptick to Latavius Murray. I think they they lean on the run more. You really love Latavius Murray, don't you? Mm-hmm. You're never gonna give him up. Mm-mm. Fair enough. Nope. Fair- Fair enough. We'll move on to Big Ben, who uh, had UCL surgery, which is a ligament in his elbow, tore it, and he's out for the season now. Mason Rudolph comes in and takes over the offense. Uh, now, what does this mean for Pittsburgh? Because uh, they haven't been haven't got off to a great start this year, and uh, now it seems even worse for them. Yeah, a horrible start for the for the Steelers to the season. Haven't looked good at all. Haven't looked good on defense. Offense was questionable as well. It looked like he. It was good for Vance McDonald when when Mason Rudolph came in. So there's that. Vance McDonald was one of the guys I really liked in the off season. So it could mean good news for him. Juju's volume isn't going anywhere. He might be a little little less efficient, but the volume should still be there. And I think Mason Rudolph is at least competent, and they'll they'll try to they'll try to make it work. Problem with James Connor, he's he's banged up. It'd be interesting to see what they do if Connor has to miss some time and how they incorporate Jalen Samuels into the mix and Benny Snell. So Benny Snell is someone I like on the waiver wire right now is because if if Connor is forced to miss time, I don't think they can go with Jalen Samuels 100% of the time. And again, like the Saints, you expect them to try and run the ball a little bit more often and take the ball out of the hands of the, the quarterback. But Dante Moncrief, he's dead. He should never be in a starting lineup again. It's good good for James Washington. Him and Rudolph, you know, had that connection going back to their time in college. They're familiar with one another. So that could could help him. And Juju, you, yeah, you've got to downgrade him a little bit, but you're, you're not benching him at all. He's still a wide receiver one based on the volume he's going to get. Fair enough. Even though I'm sort of fading Juju this year, he hasn't sort of relished in that wide receiver one role, sort of been a bit too much for him. But uh, yeah, look, guy I like the most yeah, is Vance McDonald. We'll get to him later on into the show. Um, but you touched on a bit on James Conner. Now, he also got injured in this game too. He did his knee. Um, what do you expect from him this week going against a sort of a up-and-coming defense in the 49ers? Look, he, if he plays, he should get plenty of volume. So you have to start him. No one in their right mind is benching James Conner. But if he's limited or he's on some kind of snap count, it really is. You're going to have to, you know, be monitoring these these injury reports right up until Monday morning because you just don't know. And with their, the season the way it's going, they have no incentive to risk their their running back who they're going to lean on for the next few seasons. They've got Snell, they've got Samuels there, so it could be a, a you know, he could be a, he could be a late scratch. So really, it's just a wait and see situation and monitor the injury reports. But if he's if he's starting, you have to play him. Another couple of guys. That we- Couple of running backs, sorry, from the Kansas City Chiefs got injured this weekend. LaShawn McCoy, I believe, had an ankle injury. Damian Williams did his knee as well. Both are questionable to play this week. Williams missed practice today. McCoy had a limited practice. What does this mean for Darwin Thompson this week? Is he a good play or are you going to sort of have to wait till Sunday night? He's a priority waiver wire pickup if he's available. Go and grab him just in case. But again, this, this is the thing with this injury news. We we're given so little information. What does no one knows what questionable means? So now, now with this new world of injury designation in which we live, a bump on the knee is a, is questionable, as is a you know coming back from a high ankle sprain, this or you know a wrist injury. So we just don't have enough information to make accurate predictions this far out from the start of the game. But Darwin Thompson should be rostered. That's that's for sure because he's got value if he is the only active or the, one of the primary active running backs uh, going in for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. But let's be honest; they could they could go out on the field without a running back and throw the ball every single play, and they would still be successful. That's fair. Um, well, questionable is Lewis, according to the dictionary on the Mac, is 
doubtful as regards to truth or validity. So there you go. There we go. That I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Pretty much. Well, they got doubtful in there, so it's didn't use that tag. I should use a different word. Yep. Anyway, uh, another guy got uh, broke his wrist and had a concussion too. David Njoku. He gone. Drop him. He dead. That's Drop it. him. That's it. Drop him. Drop him. He's finished. For like fantasy value-wise for the season. Concussion, wrist, like he's not going to be able to practice. His wrist's all banged up. He's been, you know, he was touchdown dependent anyway. Not enough volume. Yeah, he gone. Wow, there you go. Quick summary. And we'll talk about the uh, Sunday night game. We had the Eagles. They lose Alshon Jeffrey. They lose the Sean Jackson. And they also lose Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I mean, this is now it's Zach Ertz season all over again, right? One of the reasons why I was not super high on Ertz at the start of the season was because of the competition for targets all around. All of a sudden, there is no competition anymore. Ertz was completely force-fed the ball, and he will be going forward. What are your thoughts on the other Eagles uh, pass catches? We've got Nelson Aguilar there. We've got uh, JJ Sago-Whiteside, who I drafted in the second round. Also got Mac Hollins, who's a guy that I sort of like. He had a couple of catches in the Sunday night game. Is there any guy worth picking up there? I mean, Nelson Aguilar, for sure. Go because he's going to see premium matchups constantly aligning up in the slot, and then you have Matt Collins as a Matt Collins as a, a a burner on the outside, and then a real sort of jump ball red zone threat in in JJ Arcega Whiteside. Now maybe it's just because he was thrust into into action, but he he was on the field for over ninety percent of the snaps and and did absolutely nothing last week. So. Maybe they just need to integrate him into the game plan and get some plays drawn up specifically for him. But it's he's a very risky start right now. He should be picked up off of waiver wires. He, sh- he should be on your bench if possible. But I have zero faith in starting him. It's Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz. And, you know, in your flex, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, the guy I'd be targeting is Nelson Aguilar. Um, I preferred Mac Collins over Jay Jaw. That's just my opinion. Um, especially now Deshaun Jackson out for a couple of weeks. We need that sort of burner, as you said, to go up and down the field. I think Matt Collins is going to be that sort of guy who can maybe run a big play or two. Who knows? We've got a sort of shoddy defense in the lines this week. So hopefully we can uh, draw up some big plays. But again, our first halves are terrible. So I wouldn't expect anything until the second half. <laughs> and the Lions have been woeful against defending defending the slot as well. They've been they've been scorched by Keenan Allen and, and Larry Fitzgerald. So... There could be some some points to be had for Nelson Aguilar. Exactly. Well, that will do us for the uh, injury roundups. Unless you want to talk about good old Eli Manning sort of getting his mental health. <laughs> no, I mean it, at this point he looks so, he's he's so washed that maybe it's an upgrade with Daniel Jones. Maybe. I mean, he looked okay in the preseason, but to be honest, it's ever, he he's not afraid to throw it down the field. Eli was just. You know, gun shy just would not push the ball down the field, or maybe not not because he wouldn't want to. He just physically couldn't anymore. Daniel Jones has an arm on him; he will push it downfield. So maybe that's good for for Evan Engram. They don't have a a field stretching wide receiver that we particularly care about. Doesn't really move the needle for me for Saquon Barkley at all. And the other, you know, Golden Tate's still suspended, and and Sterling Shepard's banged up, so it doesn't really change anything from a fantasy perspective right now. Daniel Jones is in play in in superflex leagues because he will probably pick up, you know, thirty yards rushing in a game. Yeah, not fair enough. I like I sort of think the uh, Giants will sort of. Uh, I reckon they'll get the win this week for some reason. I think that it's just going to be a different atmosphere, different vibe in that sort of locker room now that Eli's gone and Daniel Jones, is Danny Dimes, as they like to call him. Danny Dimes, yeah, I I. To be honest, I I think Tampa's gonna gonna roll them. The 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 offenses looked improved against the Panthers on a on a short week as well, which is always a difficult thing to do on the road. So they'll take a lot of confidence from that. They go against the Giants, who absolutely stink defensively, and Tampa Bay's defense. I know I know it was against you know, clearly an injured, hampered Cam Newton, who's going to miss this week, adding him into the into the blue tent, but. The the the, uh, the defensive line looked looked pretty solid. They were they were getting penetration and they were they were getting to him. So that that could be a problem for 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 Danny Dimes in his first professional start as well. So I do like Tampa Bay in this one, but but there could be that as, as you said that atmosphere, that wave of of something new, something you know the next phase for them. So we'll see how that plays out. I was really liking the Bucks defense this week before they um, added 
uh, Danny Dines. But even then, the Bills last week, they only scored five points for the defense of fantasy. The Cowboys week before, they had a low score as well. So I don't know what the hell is going on in New York. But well, the, the, the offensive line has been good in pass protection. I know. What, what's so, going on? I don't understand. Aren't they just a shit show? I mean, they've invested in the position pretty heavily. And of course, they got um, Zeitler from the Browns there that they got in the trade. They and did. And and the progression from Hernandez and, and and Solder is finally showing he's worth some money. So it's you know good good things. Hopefully that you know Danny Dimes can stay healthy because we don't need another starting quarterback going down. Well, that is true. We've got too many going down. Um, you saw that we missed uh, Cam Newton. Why he's had a foot injury, he's reaggravated it, and he's going to miss this week's game. And Carl Allen's going to start. Um, what does this mean for Cam long term? Because he has been injury prone. Doesn't like to run this year. Um, his throwing has been off. A lot of uncatchable uh, throws by him. Is he is he a fantasy play still? I mean, it's it's hard to justify him as a fantasy play at this point, which kills me because I drafted Cam Newton everywhere. So this is a this is this is a shame. Whether the week off he gets his, his foot right, maybe he takes two weeks off and it and he and he's all good and good to go again, and he he feels comfortable. Who who knows? It really, it's gonna be a be a wait and see. If you're playing in a one quarterback league, particularly a ten team league, he's droppable now. There's enough quarterbacks out there that you can you can pick up and, and manage. And I don't think anyone's gonna be picking up Cam Newton. He's sort of damaged goods right now in fantasy. So you can probably go ahead and drop him in in superflex leagues. Keep him on your bench because you know he could still come back in the second half of the season and still be a league winner because he's got great weapons he if he if his foot is healed and he can rush again and gets back to playing the the way he has over the past few years then there's going to be some real fantasy value there and colin does have a good matchup against the uh, arizona cardinals this, this week too so beautiful matchup yeah we'll maybe talk a if, little bit more about about if, that later if you need a quarterback like there is a You're, guy there is a guy in our list of league who has drew Brees and sam donald that's unfortunate that is very unfortunate and someone outbid him for Mason Rudolph too. That was me. I I got Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Fifty bucks. That's a waste. Nah. Oh, it's so, someone. Someone will need him. Someone will need him. Well, he does. If you want to try him. So, that's the plan. Well, anyway, we'll go to, to our week two recap. We both did pretty well last week. Missing a couple. Yeah. Missing a couple. Missed on Aaron Jones and the Jets. Unfortunately, the Jets had Mosley and Williams. I reckon we got it easy. The Browns looked terrible. That offense does not look right. No, something, something's a miss there. Something's, something's not going on. I still, you know, I will say they didn't play together in the preseason. This is week one was absolutely their preseason, and they got murked on the offensive line by that nice Titans front. And then, apart from the the Odell Beckham touchdown, which was just hor- horrible, you know, a horrible defensive play, Greg Williams knows Baker Mayfield. He spent time around him. He knows what they're trying to do on offense. So despite them being down personnel, it's understandable that things weren't flowing exactly how they wanted. It kind of makes sense. At some point, the excuses are going to run out for the Browns, but they still put up 30 points in prime time. So you can't be too harsh Mm. on them. You can. (laughs) It Uh, It should have been 40. It should have been 40. Yeah, absolutely. Baker missed some throws. He killed Njoku. There's, there's definitely improvements to be had, but with those weapons around him, with with uh, and with Odell and, and Landry, there's there's still the uh, there's still plenty of improvements to be made. That's for sure. But there's, there's the ceiling is there for them to grow. But before we get to our week three uh, starts and sits, Lewis, we have a sponsor. We do. We have a, a wonderful sponsor, breaking the game down under. You need to go to their Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups, BTG slash BTG down under. They are breaking authenticated, signed, amazing quality helmets in that group every single day. They've got their headliner series two coming up. There's over 40 helmets to be to be won in there. Some some amazing items. They've already revealed a few headliners. So if you're interested in seeing some of those helmets, go and check them out. The "Quote unquote lowest quality they have is a signed Brett Favre helmet, so that <laughs> it's a Brett Favre replica helmet, and that is the the lowest quality that they've they've deemed in the group. So they got some really nice pieces in there, and in fact today the the signed Big Ben helmet arrived at my office, which is 
kindly being put up as a prize by by our friends at, at BTG Down Under, and uh, I'm running a 14 team league, and everyone in that group was very excited to see what the uh, what it looked like in you know close up few few nice photos i sent to that league chat so everyone's excited for that some just incredible merchandise to be to be grabbed over at btg down under and we'll put when we post this the the podcast or um, post the links up we'll we'll put that group there group link there as well so you can you can find them i'm still mad that you let me find that league i really wanted that i didn't it was completely randomized your name was there but yeah but you didn't you get thought in that you know because we do the podcast together but we you could have got me no, in. No, but you no, didn't. no. I, I am, I am, I am impartial. It was, it was randomized. I, Ooh. I cannot, I cannot be bought. Yeah, you can. I cannot be bought. I don't know why you hate me so much, Lewis. I just want to be loved. I know you just want to be loved. Do you like Dennis Rodman? Oh, I haven't seen that yet, so don't no spoil it. Right? Oh, yeah, I watched like half. Any good? Yeah, it was a good first half. I need, to, yeah. I need to finish it off. Yeah. Oh, no worries. Well. Let's get into our week three starts. Let's go for our lineup locks of the week. Our starts. Lewis, hit us off first. Who have you got? Who should we play this week? Now, this is a bold one because of the quarterback situation, but I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel. I think you have to get this guy into your lineup as a flex play, and I think he's going to pop this week. I really do. Based on what we've seen from Cam Newton the first two weeks, I don't think this is a downgrade at the quarterback position only the Dolphins and the Bears have had a higher percentage of uncatchable targets this season than the Panthers according to PFF so it just shows you how inaccurate that uh that Cam has been that it's you know only Trubisky and the Fitzmagic slash Rosen Frankenstein experiment going on in South Beach there that are worse than in him at in terms of accuracy the Cardinals cornerbacks absolutely stink Curtis Samuel has been targeted heavily by cam even though they haven't really hit he un- there was there was a nice 40 yard hookup on thursday night football but he underthrew him if cam hits it right it goes for a touchdown but he's seventh in air yards for all wide receivers in the nfl second in average separation and fourth in yards after catch per reception as well so you can hit him deep you can get the ball in his hands and he'll make things happen i just think this is the matchup right going against the cardinals who are one of the highest pace of play teams. There's going to be tons of offensive snaps run on both sides of the ball. Samuel's going to get a ton of opportunity, and I think he pops off this week. Uh, I like it. Bold. Um, someone's got to catch passes there, and that yeah, that defense is terrible. So, yeah, don't mind that one at all. You should have gone with Greg Olson, though. I really like Greg Olson. <laughs> well, it's sort of... It's now start every tight end against the Cardinals, right? That's the, a, couple of se- a couple of seasons ago, it was New York Giants. Now it's the Cardinals. Start tight ends against the Cardinals. I can just start anyone against the Cardinals. Cardinals, also, yes. Dolphins, Jets. Giants. Giants. Anybody. Anyone's those crap teams. My next guy is Frank Gore. Oh. Yes. If Singletary can't go with his uh, hamstring, he's questionable. Uh, but Frank Gore came in last week. Had a only had... 10.6 points when he filled in for Singletary. Got a great, great touchdown when he ran for that guy. Do you see that? I haven't seen that, no. Oh, Google it, mate. I will. Well, I, will. I, I, I don't about... make a habit of rewatching Buffalo games, I must admit, but oh, I, I, I should. Buffalo's the team to be now. You've got to be in Buffalo. Buffalo's a New York team. They've, it, they're it, it is the, giant... t- the team of New York now. That's it. The team of destiny for the state of New York. Anyway, well... Frank Gore is playing against the Cincinnati Bengals this week. Do you know who the Cincinnati Bengals played last week, Lewis? They played the San Francisco 49ers. And how many points did the running back score last week? Shitloads. Do you want to be more precise of that one? No, it was just, it was a lot. Matt Brader got some. Uh, what's his name? Raheem Mostert popped off. I think Wilson got in there as well. Like everyone, everyone oh. was slinging dick on the Bengals. It was almost 50 points they scored. <laughs> That's, was that the highest in, in, week, in week two? I don't know, but probably. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So they gave away 50 PPR points to the running back alone. The week before that, they were played against Seattle. They gave up 25. Yeah, and that was all Chris Carson as well. It was all Chris Carson too. So Frank Gore's going to be the uh, first uh, running back. And then obviously got TJ Yeldon's going to be the pass catching back. Um, but I'm telling you, Frank Gore's the guy to be. He's going to run the ball. They're going to want to control the game and sort of... Uh, Limit uh, Josh Allen's mistakes. And I think uh, Frank Gore's going to have a big game. He still hasn't lost at his old age. He's, what, 55 now. And I uh, expect him you know, expect him to put up that, that many points as well. I, I love it. I love it. I just hope he doesn't retire at halftime. But 
Yo, I, I, I love that call. Frank Gore, he's, he's been getting plenty of work. Now Singletary probably won't be there to vulture any of that away from him. Maybe falls in the end zone. I, I love it. Get free Frank Gore. Absolutely. The inconvenient truth. <laughs> he's the truth. There's nothing inconvenient about it. Frank Gore is the truth. That's it, Lewis. Who is your next lineup lock? Right, the next guy, and it's it's now or never for, for him. It's Devontae Freeman. He had an absolutely terrible start to the season. He's had two really bad matchups in a row in terms of uh, teams who can who can stop the run. Two very good defensive fronts against the Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. Had a nice, he's made really one nice play all season. It was that nice long reception he went for against the Eagles. But this week, he gets a little bit easier, right? He goes against the Indianapolis Colts. They're averaging 100 yards uh, rushing, con- uh, conceded to opposing running backs, and also five receptions a game, which is like where I like Devontae Freeman to, to make his money this week. Uh, if, if someone is disillusioned in your league, go go and try and trade for him on, on the cheap if you can get him and get him into your lineup this week because I think this is... This is this is Freeman territory. I think it works. I think he's involved in the passing game against the Colts. It's how you can attack them. So yeah, give me Devontae Freeman this week. And I if it doesn't happen this week, I really can't see it happening for the rest of the season. I was just gonna ask you that question. If he doesn't play well this week, what are you, uh, what are your thoughts on him for the rest of the year? But you just answered for me. Yeah, you can't it's, it's, you still can't drop him, but you can't have any confidence putting him in your lineup. You really can't if he doesn't pop off this week. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, my next guy's got Marvin Jones. Now, the sexy plays play Kenny Galladay, but when the Eagles play against the wide receiver ones, they've done pretty well. Julio obviously had that big touchdown grab at the, uh, to win the game for him. On, uh, no, no, no. They've got gashed by wide receiver ones. Yeah, last year, not this year. <laughs> except, except when they got gashed by Julio Jones. So one there was game. One, there was one play. The person that gashed us up was the wide receiver too, and that's Calvin Ruley, and that's why I'm starting Marvin Jones. You know who... Um, Cameron was playing on. Guam. Ronald Darby. Yeah, he stinks. He Ronald stinks. Darby is not good. He has not recovered from his ACL surgery. He's lost a step. He's getting burnt by everybody. And you saw last week in prime time that he got absolutely burnt by Calvin Ridley. And I expect the same thing to happen this week when he goes to get Marvin Jones. I think he's a better player than Kenny Galladay because I think Russell Douglas and Sidney Jones are actually decent. They actually know how to cover people, which is uh, interesting. They sort of split time now. But Ronald Darby seems to go on the wide receiver two on the outside, and that's going to be Marvin Jones this week, and he's just going to torch us. I think both of them are, to be honest. I think Kenny Galladay had himself a great game last week. I think he gets all, he's getting the majority of the targets. He's, I think both, I, I completely agree with your Marvin Jones call, but I think both of these guys are very much in play this week against the Eagles. Is that a beer bet? I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. Let's do it. Beer bet. Kenny Galladay outscores Marvin Jones. Easy done. Sold. Thank you. Who is your uh, final lineup lock for the week? Marquise Brown. I mean, if, if it probably feels a little bit obvious to people, but he still isn't getting a ton of volume and, and a ton of snaps. But you've got to start him in this matchup. He's going to be covered by Bashaw Breland, who just, he's flat out stinks. He runs like a 4 six forty. Marquise Brown somewhere in the four twos, unconfirmed, but he fast. He can run very, very, very fast. That's hard-hitting analysis for you. That's why you subscribe to this podcast. But seriously, Marquise Brown is going to torch Bashaw Breland all day. So make sure you get Marquise Brown into your lineups. He probably wasn't drafted too highly. You might have some other decisions to make. But seriously, he's a wide receiver too easy this week. Make sure he's in your lineup. And yeah, as we said before, with the Dolphins and the sort of Jets and stuff, you should play anybody playing against the Chiefs. Uh, they just get burnt. Yeah, absolutely. The, the secondary, the secondary stinks. Start, start and teams inevitably are going to have to throw the ball a ton. Is which is why I liked Derek Carr last week. Unfortunately, he let me down. He did not have a good game at all. Um, that's what I was going to say. Unless Lewis tells you to start him, then don't start him. Yeah, there's all, there's also that. I mean, the the attempts were there, right? And the, the game script was all set up for Carr to to have a good game. Unfortunately, he threw that ridiculous interception in the end zone after he marched him down the field and it just didn't work out. Tyrell worked out nicely. Darren Waller had a good day, but it just didn't come together for, for Carr, unfortunately. But definitely like Marquise Brown. And as you said, start start wide receivers against the Chiefs. My last guy is Vance McDonald. Had a very good stat line in week two. Had over 20 fantasy points. I expect him to have a big day again. He's going against his former team, the 49ers. Um, 
but yeah, mainly why I like him this week is he's a young QB and the young QBs love to throw down the middle and love to use a reliable tight end. That's what Vance McDonald is. Uh, I don't expect him to have as many touchdowns as he did, but I expect to have more receptions and that's why I like Vance McDonald this week. Yeah, it's it, it makes sense. Clearly, Rudolph liked him when he came in. Uh, yeah, liked him when he came into the game. So I like Vance. I'm pretty much starting him every, every week anyway because of what, where you drafted him. I think he's he's in play, very much in play, and, and still is so with with Mason Rudolph. So I like that call. Mm. Moving on to the sits of the week, and Lewis, who was your first sit of the week? Josh Jacobs. Ooh. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Now he's he's injured. He's dealing with a with a with a bit of an injury at the moment. He's been limited in practice, and he's got a tough matchup against the Vikings, who you know stuffed opposing teams against the run quite well. Um, obviously, I know the the between them the the Green Bay running backs they they went okay, but there was also one touchdown given up in the receiving column, and Josh Jacobs is just not involved in the receiving game at all. He has one target over two weeks. In the negative game scripts that they had against the Chiefs, you thought, yes, Josh Jacobs, he's going to be involved, all kinds of, of uh, targets. That was his strength coming out of college, was being a receiving back. But no, uh, DeAndre Washington was used, Jalen Rashad was used. So until, until we see some more involvement in the passing game and some prop, proper workload for Josh Jacobs, it's hard to be confident to, to expect sort of high-end running back two returns on him, which is where you're drafted and what you expected. Now, I understand if you can't take him out of your lineup because of, you know, you might not have the other options there at running back. But when we say when we say sit players, it just means temper expectations for them. I don't think he's going to meet the meet his projected score. I think he's going to have a, a quieter week. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, did you like the stat where they had an, uh, had everywhere? He was a f- one of three players that have 50 scrimmage yards no, sorry. Is it, yeah, fifty. It was one hundred and two touchdowns, right? Yeah, that's it. Only one of three players. Don't you love those stats? So what? Yeah, I mean, it was a hundred yards on like three point three yards. It was just literally ground out volume, and he fell into the end zone. And one of them was one of those diving over the pile and reaching. Like it wasn't. He's 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 shown some some really nice things. Don't get me wrong, but just accumulated volume, and they didn't want to use anyone else. But they don't want to use him in the passing game. So mm-hmm. his his ceiling is really limited. My next guy is John Ross. I ain't going to sit John Ross this week. Could you just sit your ass down? Oh, there we go. There we go, James. You missed it. James was supposed to play that drop before, but he uh, completely missed it because he's doing other things. He's sleeping. He's asleep at the wheel. He's not sleeping. He's just writing stuff down. I don't know what. He's listening to some sort of you know motivational podcast. He's like, you are worth it. Yeah. You are worth it, J.A. I'm trying to work out how to simulcast, guys, so we can <laughs> go to multiple platforms. No, you're not. No, you're not. I see, yeah. Hold got, on. It's got the dream. It's it? Simulcast. Everyone see it? Simulcast. Not for writing people, down not the for, options. Not for people listening to the This podcast. is what I do for you guys in this studio, okay? Well, Just, what, what a bloke. What a man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. What a shit bloke. <laughs> Hello. Could you sit your ass down and be Mr. quiet? Speaker. Oh. I am sitting down. What else do you want me to do? Do you want me to stand up and do the podcast? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm sitting John Ross this week. Uh, apart from his uh, big touchdown with 45 seconds to go, 66-yard bomb for, with Andy Dalton, didn't have much of a good game. And I think uh, people should temper their expectations with him. Um, he's going against the Buffalo defense too, who are very good against the pass as well. I just don't think uh, John Ross is a viable starter, especially because he beat me last week, the the dog. Um, but yeah, I just don't think John Ross is a viable starter going forward now, especially if AJ Green coming back soon. And AJ! AJ, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, I just don't like him, uh, especially against his Buffalo defense. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. You should definitely uh, not be expecting... The number two a, a, wide a receiver. Hum- the number two wide receiver. Yeah, don't be expecting huge, huge things from 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 John Ross. A sort of similar skill set, I would say. I, I think uh, my next sit, Robbie Anderson, is a, a far better player than John Ross, but I am firmly sitting him, not putting him in lineups this week. That's an easy one, though. Yeah, well, be ballsy. you know, you not, uh, I mean, down. exactly, sit your ass down. He had that nice connection, like that nice uh, throw from Luke Falk against against the Browns. He, he shook free Denzel Ward, but he's going to go up against Stephon Gilmore 
who's a shutdown corner, and he has not had a good history against the Patriots. In six games, he's gone two receptions, 34 yards, no res- no receptions, four for 76, one for two, two for 22, and three for 24, yet to score a touchdown. He's got Luke Falk at quarterback, covered by Gilmore. Like just, just sit Robbie Anderson this week. Yeah, he can just pretty much sit any jet this week, apart from Le'Veon Except- Bell. Apart from Le'Veon Bell, exactly. Unless you have Drew Brees and Sam Don as your quarterback, and the only guy you can get is Luke Falk. Yeah, that's yeah. I picked him up in a super flex, super flex league, but I have no intention of starting him. <sighs> Did you like the ESPN stat too? Oh, the two hundred ninety-off draft picks playing against each other. Oh, look at this. <laughs> that's amazing. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, fuck, they suck. <laughs> oh. I just, oh, I just hate when. Uh, Med- the media is so gay. No, I shouldn't say gay. That's just not 2019. So lame. That's what I mean. So lame. <laughs> you're gonna, mate, you're about to get us cancelled now. We're going to get absolutely cancelled. No, we're, we're done. Not. This podcast is finished now. In 10 years' time, this will come back to me like, oh, he used gay as this. No, I didn't. I didn't you're mean done. that. You're done. You're finished. I'm a guy from a different generation. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to sexually harass those women either. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. My next city is I'm sitting Adrian Peterson. Could you just sit your ass down and be He's spanky, son. That's what he should be doing. That's what he should get a spanking one. Anyway, uh, I'm sitting Adrian Peterson. He had a, a quietly good game. He had it, uh, 11 points against the Cowboys, but he's playing a much harder uh, defense than the Bears this week. They Even though they allowed 26 points to Lindsay and Freeman, a lot of that came in the passing game. They allowed 16 points um, receiving for those two, but... As we all know, Adrian Peterson is not a pass catching back, and that's where he's gonna be limited. And uh, the Bears allow three point yard three point zero yards per carry, and I uh, just don't see Adrian Peterson having a good game. Yeah, I agree with that. It's Chris Chris Thompson week again, so get him in your lineups if you can. Like him going against uh, Chicago might get a get a few receptions there, but yeah, not not a fan of Adrian Peterson. And, and nah. what do you say? He had eleven points. He felt got into the end zone, so you know. Over half of his production is relying on a touchdown, which is you know can be fluky. Who is your last sit for the week? Finally, uh, Lashawn McCoy. Could you just sit he... your ass down? And... <laughs> I keep forgetting that that's going to come, and then it happens, and it surprises me every time. But yeah, even if he starts, even if he's healthy, just such a bad matchup against the Ravens. I know it's a great offense, but Williams is the pass catching back. If he's if he's a little dinged up, he might be limited. So you just. Better safe than sorry. Just to sit LaShawn McCoy this week. Nah, fair enough. And uh, my last suit of the week is Baker Mayfield. Ooh. Yes. Wait for the drop. Three. Could you just sit there your ass go. down and be Mr. quiet? Speaker. Yes, be quiet, Baker Mayfield. You've done nothing all year. You've spoken to the media all. All me, how good you're going to be. All this offense, Freddie Kitchens, Todd Monken, rah, rah, rah. We're going to be the best. Odell Beckham, look at us. I've got a, myself coming out of my bloody hood of a car. Odell Beckham sucks. <laughs> Anyway, he's very he's been a very disappointment this year. He's only scored 24 p- uh, points in fantasy this year. You know who scored more points than him? Eli Manning. Yeah, that's Eli, not good. Eli Manning has more fantasy points than Baker Mayfield this year. Definitely not good. And they're playing the Rams this week, who are limited Drew Brees to 0.5 fantasy points as well. <laughs> Absolutely towed him up. And I don't I don't know. Drew Brees seems to be a better quarterback than uh Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to sit Baker Mayfield this week. Analysis. Mm. I love it. Mm. I love it. No, I, I. Aaron Donald's going to be a problem this week, right? That offensive line is going to be full. Oh, they suck. Speaking <laughs> of things that suck, brand offensive line. Yeah, unless unless someone Tonya Harding's Aaron Donald so hits him in the back with a baseball bat and puts him out. Didn't you watch the movie I Tonya, mate? It wasn't her. God damn it. <laughs> it wasn't her, but she, yeah, she definitely had nothing to do with it. Whatsoever. Well, how do you know? I, I suppose I don't. Exactly. I suppose I stick don't. Stick to facts, I, I, stick to know, facts. And I know. I and I suppose I don't know. O.J. Simpson murdered people. I oh, know. We all know that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just a given. Were you there? Did you see it happen? I, pff, mate, you didn't need to. If the glove does not fit, you must acquit. It did fit. It didn't. It did. It, it didn't fit. He couldn't give us two. Too small. His hands are much larger. It's for his other hand. That's why. Because I had the glove and the one backwards. That's why. Oh, dear me. Anyway, we'll go to uh, Clint now from DraftKings. He's going to give us his week three plays of the week. 
Hey guys, Clinton from DraftKings here, bringing you your week three fantasy picks. Uh, we've got a big week ahead, another millionaire maker. Get your entries in. Uh, we had a week mixed bag in week two, so let's see how we go for week three. I'm um, going to run through these really quickly this week. At quarterback, Lamar Jackson versus Kansas City, 7,000. Been on fire. How can you go wrong in the matchup suits? Uh, my favorite pick at quarterback this week is Dak Prescott versus see. Miami. He's just been flying at the moment the first two weeks. 6,500. Saved you a little bit of cash. Uh, he'd be my top selection. And then some value picks. Josh yes. Allen versus the Bengals. 5,600. And I know I sacked him and said I'll never suggest him again. But I'm going to say Jamis Winston versus the Giants at 5,400. I think he's a massive pump play. And I like him this week. Uh, at running back, uh, McCaffrey... Versus Arizona, 8,700. Uh, this matchup, they both teams move the ball extremely quick. There's no Cam Newton probably this week. Um, I think he is a great pick. Dalvin Cook, 7,800 versus Oakland. Chrissy Carson, I know we failed with him last week, but I like him again versus the Saints this week at 5,900. Uh, he'll pick up a lot of work despite the fumble last week. Uh, Devontae Freeman versus the Colts, 4,900. Super cheap play. Um, the Colts, my boys, leaked so many points uh, to running backs. So I think he, while he's been terrible the first two weeks, I think he would uh, is in line for a big score at that price. Another couple of other really cheap ones to keep your eye on this week at running back. I think there's some great value. Frank Gore versus the Bengals. Old Frank, $4,400. Just keep your eye on Singletary to see if he actually plays. If he doesn't, then Gore is a great pick at the price. And again, this is another one, depending on injury news. Uh, Jordan Wilkins from the Colts playing the Atlanta Falcons. $3,500, bargain basement price. Uh, Marlon Mack missed training today with a calf complaint. Uh, if he plays, I wouldn't suggest picking him, but if he doesn't play, I'm then sucked. Jordan Wilkins is your man at that price. Uh, at wide receiver, everyone's super affordable this week because uh, a few people had some stinkers last week, but uh, I suggest, and I really love a few players in the 6K range, but if you were spending up uh, Hopkins Fuck versus you, the Chargers, 7,800. How can you go wrong with him? He gets a stack of targets. Um, there's three that I've really narrowed it down to. Can the I 6K talk? price that I absolutely you can. love. He's Sammy <laughs> oh, Watkins versus sure. the Ravens, 6,800. He is the main man now. Didn't go as well as week one last week, but still had a lot of targets, so there's certainly upside there. Probably my favorite play this week is Mike Evans versus the Giants. I think a lot of people will be off him, but at 6,600 at that price, I mean, he's an 8, 8K type player. Um, he's a he's a must for me this week. He was sick week one. It was Goodwin's week, week two. Um, everything kind of points to Evans in week three for me. And Tyler Lockett versus the Saints at 6200 Another cheap, cheap price for some reason. Um, there's so much TD upside there. Love those three guys at the 6K price. A couple of spend-down spots. Uh, John Ross versus Buffalo, 5100 His price is obviously rising up week by week. He's had two absolutely huge performances, and I don't see that dropping off. And the one that I do love, uh, depending on injury news again, is Nelson Aguilar versus Detroit. $3,600 bargain basement again. So you'd be able to, depending on these injury news, you know, you will be able to spend cheap at some spots and then really pay up if you want to. Um, no Jackson, no Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, he's going to be the man with Zach Hurts. They're the only options really. Um, at tight end, there's three, three that I've put it down to. Again, really, really cheap for some premium guys. George Kittle, 5,700 versus the Steelers. Steelers have been hopeless at that price. And this is probably a, a tactic that I would use is in some of your lineups go two tight ends. Uh, Zach Hurts, 5,600 versus Detroit. As I mentioned with Aguilar, they've got no receivers at all. At that price, he'll, he'll pay dividends. Uh, and Waller, I've set him every single week, 4,100 versus the Vikings. Oakland don't have many uh, options down the field. He's the main man. Derek Carr loves him. Lock and load. At defense, uh, I'd be paying up. There's some really vulnerable matchups there. Cowboys versus Miami, who have been absolutely atrocious, 4,300. And then the Pats on the back of their 37-point defense week uh, against Miami versus can the you Jets, hear me who now? are just as hopeless at 3,800. Yep. Just goes to show that defense can win you some <laughs> big cash, you so me and you um, don't spend too cheap defense. <laughs> Good luck, guys. See you next week. Thank you, Clint, for the week three plays of the week. Um, Lewis, tell us about the uh, DraftKings uh, special thing that we're doing for fantasy football down under. Yeah, well, I just 
like to say, shout out to Clay because he was hitting some of the names that we brought up this week as well. So it's always good to get listen to the third, pod. Part, third party on, on the same page, listens to the pod. So I love that. Uh, another name I'll throw in there as a, as a potential flyer in, in tournaments is Demir Bird from the Cardinals. He might be good to sprinkle in some lineups. He's been getting some target and some, some work. Maybe it's his turn this week. Fitz popped off, Kirk popped off. Maybe it's, it's, it's time for Bird. But yeah, we ran another contest last week between for fantasy football down under fans and subscribers. Uh, it was a really good tournament. Uh, top prize payout was, was 75 bucks to first place. It's, US dollars, only $3 to enter. Uh, Tom Robson, he he's a DFS demon. He did really well. He came in first, pipped me to the post. I, I finished second. Uh, had another cash-in lineup somewhere down the line. But it, it the, the tournaments were running. They're paying out down to 29th place. Going to be some more big prizes up for grabs. So definitely keep an eye out for the, the direct links that will be posted uh, this evening or, or tomorrow morning for the tournaments. They're, they're low entry fees with with some nice upside as well. So make sure you get involved in, in daily fantasy because there is some some nice walking around money to be won. That's it. I need some money this weekend too. Gotta you be, do. Got to be grand final coming up. Collingwood Fires. Get around them. Oh, great. Yeah, you, t- you love it, you AFL, don't you, Lewis? Oh, I love the AFL. Could you tell me the four teams that are in it? In the prelim finals? Collingwood? Yep. Brisbane? No. No. Uh, good GWS? Yes, your team. You should know that, but I guess you My don't. team, GWS. Big GWS, Stan. Yes. Uh, one of the few hundred. Yeah, one of the few. Yeah, I know. I know for a fact they don't have many fans. Mm. I had to study them. Um, I have no idea. Richmond Tigers and Geelong Cats, they're playing Friday night. And then Collingwood and GWS are playing Saturday afternoon. Now, isn't Richmond JA's team? Nah, Carlton. Carlton. Oh, that's right. And they're, they're terrible, right? Nah, they're only up. Are they? In, in a few years' time, you'll be hearing da-da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da. It's the Blue Baggies theme song. Well, what's the Carlton equivalent of an NFL team for, for our non-AFL listening audience? Uh, the, that's it. Who've been shit for a while, then that's all the up. It's not the Browns. It's a, eh, you could say the Browns. Yeah. Oh, that's shit. Yeah, it's true. Not, <laughs> not that shit. Hmm. It's a, it's a very good question. Yeah, I, don't I know. only I, ask good questions. Cowboys. Nah, Cowboys is Collingwood. Because everyone, everyone hates. Everyone hates no, because everyone hates Collingwood. That would, be the, that would be the Patriots, right? Nah, Patriots are sort of. Patriots are on their own because they just suck. I don't know. I'm just looking at the helmets now. Sort of can't give you one, Lewis, unfortunately. Well, what the fuck do we pay you for? You don't pay me at all. Oh, yeah, that's right. James moving, pays me. Moving quickly on. James pays me. He pays me in hand jobs. Nice. Yes. Uh, but we'll move on. We'll talk about a couple of streams that, uh, if, that we are going to give out for the week as well. So we'll start with the quarterback position. Lewis, who are you starting? The handsomest man at the quarterback position, Jimmy G. He he was done. He was finished, according to preseason reports. He didn't look great in week one. Not according bounced to us. Back. Not according to us. Not according to us. He bounced back in week two, looked good, touched the Bengals, and I expect him to have a really good game against Pittsburgh as well, fresh off scoring 25 fantasy points. The San Francisco 49ers are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The Steelers' defense has given up 29 Points per game to opposing QBs. And with, with Mason Rudolph under under center, you expect that their defense might be on the field a bit more. They might get tired. There be, could be some nice garbage time points there as well. I don't think Minka Fitzpatrick coming in so soon is going to make a massive difference to the defense right away. So I really like Jimmy G this week and and, and George Kittle too as, as, a, as a, you know, don't panic about him. That's for sure. Looks like we're uh, swapping guys this week because I've got Jameis Winston. Nice. Going against the Giants. Now, I know Jameis is a turnover-prone quarterback, and that's why people sort of scared off by him, but the Giants haven't uh, turned the ball over any this week on defense, any of the past two weeks. They didn't do it against Josh Allen, who is a very much a turnover-prone quarterback. Didn't do it in week one against Dak Prescott. Not going to do it in week three either against uh, Jameis Winston, who's going to have a big game. Godwin Evans, who uh, was touched on by Clint. Uh, OG Howard, hopefully he gets uh, balls coming his way, as uh, Bruce Allen said. <laughs> Jeez, that was a weird quote. If he hangs out with Jameis Winston long enough. 
Yeah, exactly. The heat. Oh, I get ya. Yeah. Because he's a pedophile. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, look, I like James Winston. Um, good matchup. No running backs. Uh, they, they're not going to do anything unless they get a touchdown in the in the red zone. So, yeah. I'm like a James Winston this week. He had a good week against Carolina. I expect him to have a good week against the Giants. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Love Mike Evans this week as well, particularly in daily fantasy. As Cliff, as as, as uh, Clint noted, his his price is is low. It's actually lower than than Chris Godwin, which makes no sense. No, it makes sense. He's still. I, I know he's underperformed and price pricing strange, but he's still the number one wide receiver in that offense. So Mike Evans is a great play this week. So really, really confident about him in in lineups. All right, who is your defensive stream for the week? Green Bay Packers. Going against the Broncos, I like this one. Yeah, eight-point home favorites against Joe Flacco. Like, what else do you need to know? This defense looks for real. It looks really, really good. I was, you know, reluctant to to crown them after week one because it was against Trubisky, but they've, they've looked good at, against the Vikings as well. I know they're not the most the best offense, but they've got plenty of great skill position players there. Even though it is with Kirk Cousins, this this should be a really nice matchup for Green Bay this week. No, I like it. Their defense has been really improved this year. I liked them in Week One. I like them now too, especially against the Broncos team that has disappointed me so far. Phil Lindsay hasn't hit his stride yet. I think he's going to come in uh, Week Four. He's really going to you know hit hit the burners then. He's going to be a lot of waiver wise. I'm just going to pick him up. How good is this? That's it's your plan all along. That's my plan all along. Um, but the defense I like this week, apart if you don't have the Patriots, if they're if they're somehow not on your waiver wire, the Cowboys who are playing against the Dolphins, if they're not somehow on your waiver wire, I like the San Francisco Forty ers Number one defense in week one had the couple of pick sixes on Jameis Winston. Had a good showing against uh, Cincinnati last week. Thought they had a better one, but again, that uh, big touchdown at the end sort of cost them a few points. Still, there's still that middle range that's called seven. But they're going against a young quarterback in Mason Rudolph. And young quarterbacks tend to turn the ball over. And they also tend to hold the ball a bit longer too, which means sacks for an improved defensive line as Nick Bosa and also D Ford. So, given the 49ers defense, going to be a few sacks, a few interceptions, and uh, hopefully a big game this week. Yeah, I love it. And as, as I mentioned with Jimmy G, right, when we're talking about streaming defenses, we're looking for home teams, looking that they have an, a, a nice... Uh, Point favorite, according to Vegas, uh, six and a half points is nothing to sniff at. So I do like the 49ers defense this week as well. All righty. Now we'll go on to our kicker jewel. My guy, Joey Sly, hit 16 points for me for the victory he last went week. Balls deep. Well done. Thank you. I, I even I saw the weather. I said, "Oh, look, it's going to be raining during the day. It should be fine." And then that weather still hit, and I was like, "Fuck!" Lucky for me, Joey Sly's the man. Him in that bush. Joey, yeah, it, he's looking really and, good. And Cam Newton's pretty bad too, so that helped. That definitely helped. That yeah. definitely helped. Definitely helped. So, um, who, who are you going for this week? My guy this week is uh, Stephen Hashka for the Buffalo Bills, playing against the Bengals. The Bengals last year did lay a lot of points to kickers. Disappointed me week th- uh, week one with Jason Myers. I think that's just the Seattle uh, just kicking thing. Now. He had three points last week as well. Robbie Gould had uh, double-digit points last week, and I expect Hush could have double-digit points this week too for an offense that has uh, been rolling lately. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I, uh, I don't mind that call. I'm going with uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Kicker Zane Gonzalez going against the Panthers. I think the Cardinals are going to score. They'll be moving the ball up and down the field. They have settled for field goals in quite a few situations when you'd expect Kingsbury to be aggressive and go for it on fourth down. They have taken the points available to them. So I like Gonzalez to have a have a nice week going against the Panthers. Another great stat. He was the only, uh, only team to kick field goals and win the five-yard line trailing. Yeah, what are you doing, man? You're just you're, you're letting me down. But good for Zane. Go, go, go. What's his name? Zane, Zane Gonzalez. If he keeps it up, Speedy Zane. Speedy, Speedy Zane. That sucks as a nickname. That's that's terrible. That sucks. I, you're I apologize. Better, you're better. I apologize. I would worse. apologize to him, but his name is already Zane, so it can't get much worse than that, right? That's not uh, a good name. Your name could be Lewis. 
It could be. It could be. It could be Lewis, but not as bad as Zane. Nah, there's worse names out there. Yeah, pretty. You could be have a filthy commoner name like James. Oh, <laughs> like my name is Jim. Jimbo. Jimbo. Uh no, nah, guys. When you get a name like North or Chicago or like a Apple, one of those posh celebrity names, they those names suck. They are not good names. They suck. It's either celebrities or white trash, like trailer trash, giving people those names. My brother is having a baby soon. They're sort of doing their sort of their names. Oh no! Oh, Kaya. 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 Yeah. Don't don't do that. I I sure they don't listen, but don't do that. No, I hope he listens. But yeah, I've already <laughs> told him it sucks. Stella. Margaret. 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 No. What? I mean, they're trying to be. Uh, they're trying to be like, oh, let's bring back the old names. I was gonna say, I didn't realize we fell into 1953. Yeah, that's that's what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to be above the trend now, because that'll be the next trend. It'll be Margaret and. Oh, so they want to get in front of it, get out ahead of it. Exactly. I see. I see. Hmm. Hmm. But I don't think people want to talk about names. They want to. We've got some mailbag questions. We've got only one this week from uh, Julian Sorbet. Oh. Yeah. It's a call, baby. Though. Sorbet sounds better, doesn't it, James? Yeah. Yes. Um, he asks, is Demarcus Robinson a viable wide receiver started going forward? Until Tyreek Hill comes back, they're all viable. <laughs> you can put all three of them in your lineup. Sammy Watkins is still the wide receiver one. I was going to say, except for Sammy Watkins because he sucks. Man, the only time Patrick Mahomes missed throws against <laughs> against the Raiders was throws to Sammy Watkins. He had 13 targets, led the team in targets, and Mahomes threw a bunch of uncatchable passes his way, but was seemingly on target for Demarcus Robinson and Mecole Hardman. If you can't tell, I'm very tilted about it. But yeah, they, all three of them are very much in play. Go ahead, start all three. Yeah, fair enough. Do you think it's D'Anthony Thompson's time now? Surely he gets I mean, it a go could, now. It could be. It's everyone's time, right? If you're in super deep lineups, throw him in. Who knows? Get him in there. Maybe Byron Pringle. Get him in as well. Chris Conley, bring him back from the Jags. Just get him back, yeah. He's had a quietly good season too. Yeah, he's been doing well. So has DJ Baby Shark. I know. Not DD Westbrook. Not DD Westbrook. RIP DD. Unfortunately. Well, uh, that's the only question we've got from our live chat. It's all right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Much appreciated for a third live show. Remember to, you know, like, subscribe, rate, review, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you can find us. Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're everywhere. Podcoin, we're Facebook Live, going to be in Twitter so hopefully soon when James learns how to do the simulcast like he was researching before. Which researching. Be, yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Pretty sure he's reading the vow. What the hell's the vow? It's it's the book to the, the movie. This is not helping me. <laughs> have you not seen The Vow? Can't say I have. Wow. Lewis. Rachel McAdam loses her memory and her husband, Channing Tatum, goes on a journey to win her back even though she never recovers her memory. No, she does in the end. Oh, no. Spoiler, spoiler alert. No, she doesn't, does she? She kind of... No, let's spoil for let's spoil for Lewis because he's an idiot. Hasn't seen the movie. Yeah, it's arguably it's the songbird of our generation. Yeah, like at the end, she recovers the memory. She finally realizes who he is, and they both die together. And then she cheats on him. They both die together. Yeah, have you not seen the end? That doesn't happen. Yes, it does. Am I thinking of the right movie? Is it the right movie? Yeah, you don't have the right movie. Oh, it's a Notebook. That's. I've never seen the Notebook, so I don't know. I haven't seen the Notebook. Isn't the person in the Notebook already dead? Nah, nah, nah. I'm pretty sure the person writing the notes is already dead. No, 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 no. No, well, The Vow no, is the excellent. It's an excellent <laughs> movie. You should really spend a couple of hours, take your beautiful fiance and just. Oh, watch now, it. now, now, that, now I get it. Yeah, The Vow's when they uh, car crash. And then she, she never gets her memory back, but then they fall in love again yeah, anyway. They try to wins her. Like, to be honest, if Channing Tatum was trying to make me fall in love with him, I'd fall in love with him. I mean, just take your shirt off. Yeah, Bam. he's a handsome man. Doesn't even do Done. that. Yeah, he just has to talk to me, and I'm in. Yeah, now I've got the books fixed up. Yeah, the, the go on. Up, yeah. Way to ruin the show. Fuck.
We can just, we can just edit it out. One no. job. One job. Shut up, Lewis. You haven't seen the movie. No, but I just didn't get it wrong, did I? You, you actually did because you didn't know what it was about. So you did zero get it for zero on the vow. You were zero for one, so. And you miss all the shots you don't take, Lewis. <laughs> you miss all Michael the shots Scott. you do take. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. There we go. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. Lewis, we'll catch you next week. Nine o'clock again. Still hasn't finished shooting yet. Can't wait for that to happen. I know, me too. I really can't wait for that. But until then, Lewis, I'll uh, speak to you next week. Look forward to it. See you, mate. Bye. Records on my demo Did y'all boys not get the memo?